On this episode of Crystal Uncorked, I am sharing seven lessons that I learned spending three full strategy days with my mentor, Patricia Norens. You might recognize that name because she was a guest on the show for episode six. She was definitely a fan favorite. I have been working with her for, I think, seven or eight years now, and I cannot wait to share my recap of this meeting and what I learned. I really feel like I went through business boot camp and life school in three days. Um, yes, some of what I'm going to share is totally personal stuff. That was major takeaways for me, like what I can use in my personal life um, and with Dustin and in my business and for this show. Like I'm so incredibly excited to share. So let's dive into this episode. Hello, I'm Crystal Vilkaitis. I'm a curious, wine-loving entrepreneur who loves to learn and have open and honest conversations. Join me and my amazing guests as we talk about all sorts of relatable business and life stuff. It's my goal that you'll have fun, learn something new, and get inspired. Wine is not required, but is recommended. This is Crystal Uncorked. Now, this is going to be a two-parter, so you're going to have to wait to hear all of my lessons. I'm sharing seven. We're going to start with three today, and the next four will be next week. Definitely tune in because I saved the best for last. But before we dive in, let's talk about tonight's wine. I am drinking Mount Palomar, which is a winery in Temecula Valley, not far from where I am in Oceanside, California. This was one of our stops when we did our SoCal side tour. Dustin and I did a motorcycle um, ride. We were on the sidecar and we went to three different wineries. That's where I interviewed Akash. Uh, if you got to check out that episode, one of my favorites. And we stopped here. They have a gorgeous, a large um, event space, winery. They're building this big uh, like concert venue. It's really amazing. And um, this, what I'm drinking tonight, is a 2014 Merlot. And I will tell you, you cannot judge a wine by its color. It might be hard if you're watching this video to see. I'm swishing my wine around. It is like a brownish red. It's like a caramel red. And I am just a lover of deep purple reds or deep red reds. <laughs> but like when it has a brown tone, I'm immediately like, ugh. So, you know, I poured it and I was like, oh man. And then I drank it and it is good. I am happy to report it is a good Merlot. I'm glad we picked up this bottle. So cheers. And we have a lot to cheers about because today's episode... I'm just so excited to share behind the scenes of my three days with my mentor, Patricia Norens. And Pauline joined us as well, who's my implementer, who, or my integrator and implementer, who was also on the show. And we achieved, I cannot believe how much we achieved in these three days. So we're going to share three today. We're, we're me and I guess my ultra ego. And uh, then you'll get four next week. And I want to just kick things off with number one, which is you have to make time for strategy. Strategy is all about 
the plan. It's where to play and how to win. So I think so often we don't spend much time on strategy. We get really caught up in tactics. Who's doing what? Can we do that? And it's just like you're trying to keep your head above water where we really need our focused energy, the focused plan to achieve our goals. And I feel like what often happens is you schedule the strategy meeting you prep for the strategy meeting, you attend the meeting and 15 minutes it's strategy. And then boom, it all just changes to, well, who's doing what? And it goes more into systems and processes and tactics. And then you lose that strategy piece, which is so critical to growth. And I also think it's just so critical to doing things smarter within your business and saving yourself time and hassle and money. So We blocked two days, but really I had like three days. I picked Patricia up on a Sunday. We had a great lunch. Um, Then all day Monday, we're together. We went out to dinner that night. Then all day Tuesday, dinner that night. And then part of the day on Wednesday. And so we had really an amazing time for strategy. So what we decided is to start Monday morning with the three-year vision. And so I spent some time before the meeting getting really clear on where I see us in three years. And like, I went outside to do this. I closed my eyes. I visualized, I was like, how do I want to feel? How do I want to serve? How can we help the best? What would be just so amazing? And I came up with what I would view success you know, several bullets around, gosh, this would be really incredible if we could achieve in three years. For example, as it relates specifically to this show, I wrote down a million downloads. And then I sat there and was like, well, what does that even mean? Like, that doesn't mean people enjoy the show. That doesn't mean I had any kind of impact. Like, so I crossed it out and I'm like, I want a thousand people to rate and review the show and it has an average of 4.5 or higher. Because that means that if they are feeling so inclined to actually leave a review, they have to review and rate, leave a review, and it's 4.5 or higher, that means they're enjoying the content, it's helping them in their life or their business, and a thousand people positively affecting them in the next three years, Like that sounds incredibly exciting. So I changed that. I really tried to create more meaningful goals versus just like arbitrary numbers. So then I also found myself creating a theme around this strategy meeting and the direction I want to go over the next three years with the business. And the theme was three words, scale, evolve, diversify. And I had quickly ways that I want to scale and what we're scaling, which is like today's business. Let's go time. We've built a strong foundation. We've been in business for almost nine years. We have an amazing reputation. We've served and worked with incredible retailers. We have a great team. Like, let's fucking go, right? Can that be the quote graphic? Let's fucking go. (laughs) Um, And so scale, turn up the volume. Next, evolve. I want to evolve as a brand a little bit on who we're serving, what we're doing, what we're providing, and really just evolve the company, which is really exciting. And I can't share too much there. Um, but then we move into diversify and diversify is part of it. It does connect a little bit with evolving, but it's also diversifying revenue 
you know, our, our streams of revenue and having many channels, you know, today we have a few, but I really want to create this amazing business that has several ways that gen, that we're generating revenue for security. I'm not a really big risk taker. And so, uh, you know, I like to have that security, but also I want to diversify how we're helping people and add in. So it's, yes, it's new revenue channels, but it's new ways that we can really grow other people's businesses. And all of these things have been on my mind for a while. So it was really incredible to put it down on paper and have a vision and clear focus. Okay. So we started with the vision. I shared my successes, what would be amazing if we could achieve. And then I shared these themes. So one of the things to diversify our offerings I've had in my mind is for our ads agency specifically to offer more than just Facebook and Instagram ads. And this is something I've been talking about and thinking about for years. So it takes up mental real estate right? Like there's that little bit of energy and mental real estate that it takes when I'm constantly thinking, but I'm not really moving forward on it. So part of day one, we took all these ways of like what we could add into the agency and we did a SWOT analysis. I love SWOT analysis. Uh, cheers to doing SWOTs. I loved it in college. I love doing it for clients. It was so fun doing it for my business. So cheers. And we came out with some pretty amazing stuff during this. Now, if you're not sure what a SWOT analysis is, and this is where you're looking at the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats of an idea, a new business model, just a business in general, a new audience or target market, et cetera. So we took all these new offerings for the agency we did a SWOT analysis. And then when we were done doing the SWOT on one specific new offering, we did a feasibility rating. Scale of one to five, one being easy, five being hard. What do we rate this? And we all three voted and we came up with one number. That was like landing the plane for me. We looked at all the ideas. We analyzed is, you know, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. We really got in there and talked about all the different ideas. And then we said, how easy or hard is this to execute? And then we basically took the threes, fours, and fives and put them in a parking lot. And I will tell you one of these channels, I was thinking like, oh, we have to get started on this right away. I just think this is a no-brainer for us. We should really move forward with this. It ended up being a five. And I was like, oh my gosh, we just saved ourselves so much time. Because if we would have moved forward with that without doing the SWOT and feasibility rating, it would have been so much work to launch. And either I feel like, you know, I don't can't predict the future, but I feel like what would have happened is we either would have spent so much time and effort and resources to build it where we could along the way, we might've been like, uh, we could have been doing so much more with our time that would have produced results and it would have been easier and better. So we might've wasted all of that. And, um, or, you know, we launch it and then it fails. It's just like a terrible thing and it hurts our reputation. Or again, we're like, ah, oh, we just wasted so much time and energy doing this when we could have done other stuff. That's why strategy is so important and really breaking down like what is the goal and what are our plans and really dissecting things to see if it makes sense today or later. We didn't write anything off 
It's sitting in a parking lot. But my ones and twos, we took those and then we said, what are our next best steps? What are we doing? So we have to do some further research to make sure the idea is viable. We have to really figure out pricing structure for these things. We have to test it. Then we can decide, like, are we approved to go to market fully? And then at that point, if we are, then we can come up with our marketing strategies for that specific new offering. So I absolutely loved it. And, you know, I think what I said earlier, where we're just not spending time on strategy, think about we spent that whole exercise was probably. 90 minutes, maybe two hours max. We spent, let's say two hours that maybe could have saved us hundreds of hours on launching a product or a new offering that just we weren't ready for. We were in over our head. We didn't really think it through. I cannot stress that enough. Take time for strategy. Okay. My second lesson is start the meeting thinking big and then work backwards. So when we were prepping for this meeting, which I also recommend doing that too, we had a call before the meeting just to finalize our agenda, making sure like, Hey, we want to jump into this meeting with the agenda done, knowing what we want to achieve, what does success look like? And then let's go. So, um, when we were on that call prepping for the agenda, I said, well, what if day one is here's where we are today. And then day two is here's where we want to go. And Patricia thought for a second and said, what if we flip it? I think we need to start thinking big. Where do we want to go? No ideas off limits. Like, let's really be expansive in that first day and really brainstorm and come up with some new thinking, new, fresh ideas. And then the next day, we can really get into like, okay, well, where are you today? You know, what's working well? Do we need to tweak things? How are we going to scale? What's the low hanging fruit? And then we kind of work backwards from there. Now, why I loved that is. At day three, you are mentally tired. (laughs) You are just so like drained in an amazing way. It was super productive. It felt so great. But to think really big on day two or day three would have felt really challenging. You get so in the weeds with like what we're doing today, how we can optimize, keep, kill, amplify, like what, you know, that stuff can really get you in the weeds. And then you're not feeling super expansive because you're kind of like stuck down there to start high and go big and then keep working your way down. It makes room for the new stuff and the fresh stuff. And then we actually had all these like specific steps to move forward with deadlines. And we assigned all of that. Like we got so crystal clear on deadlines and who's doing what, you know, all that, which I love. Um, So it's so expansive. We see this, but okay, now we have what's happening today. Let's take our low hanging fruit. And that's going to be right away, priority right away. But I have now an idea of where we're going over the next few years, which feels really exciting. I think it's so easy to like get caught up in our normal day lives and not really know like, but where will I be in a year from now? What will I be working on in two years or three years? We have some really amazing direction that just gives me new, new life to my business and new excitement to my business, which is pretty exciting. So I can't wait for you to see that over these years to come, but really you got to start big and then work backwards from there. The third lesson I learned was give space to create and don't rush the process. When it was day one and we went out to dinner, 
which I also recommend changing up the scene. So we left my house and now we're out to dinner. I get a glass of wine because dinner conversation was all about crystal and corked. Uh, the wine I got was Quest by Austin Hope. It's a fabulous red blend. You can often find it in Costco. Um, a lot of restaurants serve it. Look for it. You'll love it. Or at least let me know what you think of it. I love it. And um, we start having a conversation about the show. And I, leading up to this, you know, I went on vacation as I talked about, and then I was prepping for the strategy meeting. And you might have noticed I didn't have an episode go out last week. I just couldn't get it done. And going into this dinner conversation, I had just been feeling really kind of um, deflated a little bit with the show. Like it pretty much is me. I'm coming up with the ideas. I'm filming it. I'm posting to all the social media. I'm thinking of the people I want to interview. I am setting all of those up. I'm doing the interview. Thankfully, I have an amazing podcast team that does all the editing and uploading and get and helps me get this all out there into the world. I could not do this without them. I will tell you that. If you need a name, podcast fixer or pod fixer, pod fixer, you got to check them out. Oh my gosh, I love the team. So, but like, you know, you kind of feel alone and you're, and then I'm also kind of thinking like, well, where am I going with this show? Like I have a really big vision for what I want. And I've shared some of that on this show, but like in the day to day, like now and these next few months or even the next year, like, I'm not really sure what I'm doing. And of course your mind is like, well, gosh, I'm spending a lot of time. Should I add sponsors? Should I monetize this? You know, and my friends often joke how I'm always like, how do we monetize that? Just business mind always thinking that way, right? So um, Patricia challenged me and said, what if for the rest of 2021, you did not have sponsors, you didn't monetize the show, you didn't even think about that. You just focused on the content, the interviews, and having fun, like just really doing what you want with the show. You've wanted to do this forever. Like, why don't you just really like have fun with the show and not worry about the business side, like the the financial side? And then she paused and thought, and then she said, What if you do that all of this year and next year? And that like, whoo, I took a big breath. I was like, whoa, that's really crazy to think about because we live in such a now world. Like I have to have results. Now I'm celebrating my 25th episode coming up soon. And you're like, okay, well, I've done 25. So now what are we doing to make this big? And how are we going to make money and all this stuff? And it's like, you know, I never started the show to make money. It was something I was so pulled to do. I love talking to people. I'm a curious person. I love wine. I love business. I love conversation. It's like, let's fucking do it, right? Like, let's just do it. So the thought of removing that pressure piece of monetizing and just completely taking it off the table and saying, you have creative freedom and time to build something that you love and enjoy and have fun along the way. And that felt so incredibly right with my soul. And it's funny because I have a feeling that if I really focus on just enjoying and having fun and, and really just the content and serving my audience and finding new interesting people and new interesting wines and just doing this that I love so much, I have a feeling that I can actually create something way better 
than if I buckled down and said, okay, who are we getting sponsors? We got to get a certain amount of listeners. So sponsors will pay, you know, we're going to open up a Patreon account and start charging memberships. And all of a sudden it puts all these different pressures and layers onto the show where it's not as fun and organic and have that freedom to kind of be expansive and just grow into something that I don't even know what that is yet, but I'm really excited to find out. So I loved that idea of we don't always have to rush things and get it done now. And that's a very weird way of thinking for me, just because I do feel like stuff has to happen right away. I like to like get, I just like to get there. You know, I just want to get there and I want to do it and I want to see the results. But as they always say, like, it's all about the journey, right? Not the destination. And so what if I really just move into this journey and I enjoy it and I have a year and a half to just love every part of this and enjoy it and not have the pressure. That sounds amazing. And so that is what you'll get to be a part of with this show. Those are the first three lessons from this epic three day. I mean, I tell you, there's probably 72 lessons I could have shared. I picked seven. There's three. Four more is coming next week. Don't miss it. Cause like I said, I saved the best for last. Um, really, really great ones. I mean, these are really great too. Just how, how structured everything was and how life changing and business changing it is. So I hope you tune in next week. And, uh, and then the week after that, we have a special guest. I'll talk about that next week too. So I hope you're doing great. Cheers for being here and listening or watching the show. I love that you are here and on this journey with me means the world. And I'll see you on the next CEO. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Are you on Instagram? I'd love to see pictures of you listening to the show, a screenshot of your favorite episode and or your favorite wines. Share them with me. Just follow and tag at Crystal Uncorked. I can't wait to see you there. All right. I'll see you on the next CEO.